Hey man, do you think God exists? Sign on a window says lonely Sign on a door says no company allowed Sign on a street says you don't own me Sign on a port says three's a crown Sign on a port says three's a crown All right, and because three is a crowd, I'm here today once again. Beautiful day in the Undisclosed Bunker. 70 degrees, sunny, lovely. I'm here today, as always, with Kelly. How's it going, Kelly? Good. All right. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Classic. Would you say it's rug getting weather? Oh, Jesus. Okay. So we, we, I would, but we are here recording a podcast. That's true. And that's more important. Way more. So we, after a lot of hemming and hawing, we finally did not listen to a multitude of songs. Oh my God. I completely forgot. And then we did choose a song that I considered minor Knew all the words to. I love the album that it's on, but we chose No Time to Think. So how did you feel with one week with this song? I listened to it the day that you ambushed me in my office and made us pick it. Yes. <laughs> like two or three times. Then I did not listen to it again until today when I looked up the lyrics and listened to it and tried to make sense of it. I just don't... It, it's... It didn't hit you. No. I would say it's fine, which it is, but I feel like I also said that about a couple other songs, which I enjoyed a lot more. I did not like this song very much. I wonder... Trying to think back on the stuff we've listened to, if maybe I like this the least of all. And I don't know, there's not anything particularly wrong with it. It's just weird and it's not super interesting. Yeah, I mean, musically, I think I think there's a case that people make where they pretend that there's like a robustness to the sound, but it's three chords. It's the same chords over and over again. And if you're not a lyric person, and I'm not saying you're not, but if you're not in tune and like really sitting down and listening to this, which by your own admission, isn't something that you did until today. You didn't right. even think. You kind of played it, had it sitting there as a soundtrack. But this is not this is a song that's real simple to just, like, completely let the lyrics wash over. Because even the way Bob Dylan sings at times, it's very, it's very melodic. It's very poetic. And it just kind of blends into that background. I think that it's a perfect Bob Dylan song in that sense, that it's an easy beat that's just there. 
and it lends to Bob Dylan's songwriting genius. But in terms of music, I'm with you. Um, and and for the album, it's on Street Legal. It's it's one of those that I found myself. You know, I mean, I re- I know this song and I I I knew all the words singing it, but I've never really sat down and really grappled with it before because for me it's i go changing of the guards down to senor and then i go down to the finale where are you tonight so those three are the pillars of this record and some people put this one as a pillar and i and i would tend to agree now we did not have those so we had no time to think eight minutes long it's it's big it's it is long i'll give you that it is long and you know what daniel i've been very busy this week and i would say i had no time to think about this song you're welcome, America. <laughs> <laughs> so street legal. <laughs> what year? 78. So 1978. Yeah. So uh, there's a couple things. I, we cannot seem to get away from Bob Dylan's personal life. Uh, we have we have connected with uh, Cold Irons Bound when he got a second divorce. We dealt with Tangled Up in Blue, which is right after his uh, right right at the time of his first one. And this one was literally the end. So he's recording this record in 1978. Um, this this came after um, 1976's Desire, and brand new band. He wanted a very specific t- sound. This this record is uh, historically divisive. People either absolutely love it or they hate it. And I'm of the camp that absolutely loved it. I could put this on, and even the really schmaltzy songs that are on here are really fun. And I've never had a problem just listening to it, singing along. I don't think it's his best vocal performances. I don't even think it's the best lyrics. But for some reason, the whole cohesive nature of it really, really always worked for me. Uh, This record is also famous for being incredibly horribly produced. And it wasn't until the 90s that they finally came around. The original producer remastered the whole thing. However... Even that remaster didn't fix a lot of issues. So the official Bob Dylan collection that collects all of his albums, the, I think it's called uh, something like the Essential, the Complete Album Collection, Part One or something like that, um, went back to the 1978 mix. So it's like we can't even decide what mix is good and what's bad. And this record, I think, was either ahead of its time or of no time because I don't think it's something like with like bringing it all back home. Those great records. You can instantly say, this is a classic. People are going to listen to this forever. But this one is a sneaker. This one is one of those classic records that just kind of is never going to be as best, but it's not going to be in the worst. And this is definitely in that category. A nice little middle, not something I would always go back to, but is really fun to listen to. Um, I, it's interesting because the, the first thing I thought about it, listening to just the music, like as soon as it hits and it it's the same fucking thing over and over again so it happens frequently throughout the song but it very much reminded me of like all of the fantasies the movie scenes like inevitably they end up at some weird festival where everyone's wearing a flower crown and there's a loot player and i don't know (laughs) why but yeah that just which which actually made it nicer i was like that's cool this and then when i thought about that more after i told you that's kind of what it made me think of was that stupid flower crown dance like there's one in firefly there's one in uh lord of the rings like there's inevitably always going to be we have it upon a village and they're having their loot festival so i can't wait for the portland loot festival the famous portland loot festival I'm sorry, the Unknown Bunker Loot Festival. You know, we joke, but there might be a loot festival. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if there was. Anyway, after I told you that, I yes. kind of felt like 
maybe that's really appropriate. Like, I, I kind of then turn it into this thing in my head where this is like a bard in a weird time, like an anach an anachronistic situation where it's somebody, that's what they would do, right? Like, that's what bards used to do. They would go into a fucking tavern or whatever and just sing this long meandering tale kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's what this is. Only this is less of a tale and more of, once again, Bob Dylan on a park bench uh, writing vignettes about things that he feels, but just making them overly poetic and um, and slightly apocalyptic. So that's fun. So Kelly, to go into the songs, um, I know you have a couple of notes on there as you take every week. Before we do that, though, I'm just going to just ad lib a little bit. Mad lib. Loneliness, tenderness, high society, notoriety, memory, ecstasy, tyranny, hypocrisy, China doll, alcohol, duality, mortality, paradise, sacrifice, mortality, reality, equality, liberty, humility, simplicity, mercury, gravity, nobility, humility, socialism, hypnotism, patriotism, materialism, low. Damn. Almost got it. Loyalty, unity, epitome, rigidity. Not epitome. That would not work in terms of the rhyme scheme. True. Those are all of the words. Oh, I thought... That he used in, in as one of the I, refrains. I thought you were having an attack. Uh, I was slightly having a seizure. I mean, my mind was rolling over as I got to the very last one. I almost forgot what words were. And I was seeing <laughs> I was seeing Jesus Christ coming at me, oh, wow. trying to grab me. And I was like, no, not, <laughs> no, not today. Not today, Jesus. Not today, JC. So... <laughs> God, okay. That wasn't that funny. I think it was. Good. Really. Okay. All right. So let's... Let's uh, before we talk about like themes and kind of go into the idea of, of street legal and all of that, um, Kelly. What were your notes on this? And I'll try to piggyback as we go because I've got a couple of my favorites and a couple ones that I do want to talk about specifically. But I know you um, have your booklet. Oh yeah. Um, well, the words that you just said a whole bunch of. There's a couple he repeats. Oh yeah. Repeats. Yeah. Right away. I mean, just in the thing, he repeats mortality mm -hmm. and humility. Those are the two that I. Are there more than that? Or? Well, in yeah, in the like the the four word things he says at the kind of the beginning of the verses or at some right, point right. of the verses, those are the only two repeats. But then also in the song, he uses the word tyrant twice as well as the word mercury twice oh, for some okay. reason. So there you go. Um, yeah, I have some notes about the lyrics, so we'll just see. We'll just go a little chronologically here, won't we? Yeah, I think uh, that that's probably best. So here's we're starting off strong with things I don't understand. Do you want to read the first line? In death, you face life with a child and a wife who sleepwalks through your dreams into walls. I put clearly children and wife are ghosts because I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Keep going. You're a, sh a soldier of mercy. You're cold and you curse. He who cannot be trusted must f fall, not fail. So that, so that opening verse, I think, is interesting. I like that they can be ghosts because in a weird way, you might have hit on a little bit of it. I mean, just looking at it, just the words. I mean, this is somebody who used to have a child and a wife. I mean, fucking six children, whatever he had with Sarah. A million. A million kids. So right away, I think that we're, we're basing it into a Bob Dylan type song. This is about Bob Dylan, but it could also be about that Bob Dylan and this Bob Dylan and the other one over there. You joke about ghosts, but I, I think that there's a hauntingness to this entire this entire song. There's a weird version of Bob Dylan that's kind of just like floating across all of these sort of crazy scenarios. And I mean, we and we can joke about them, but I think that one thing that is always interesting is how poetic everything is, but also how um, 
what is that word for imagery? Visual? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's so visual. Like all of these are like, they just evoke things. Like even when we talk about mercury and tyrants, it's like, why are you talking about mercury, Bob? But then it's like, what is mercury? Well, mercury is poison right when you touch it. You know, it's like you consume enough of that, you're going to die. What is tyranny? I mean, tyrants are just a concept, but if you introduce them into your life and you introduce it right up close, then it becomes something real. And so if you go on the track, I feel like, and this goes throughout the entire record, I think you're, you're going down for a ride. And I think it also, you need to accept a little bit into your own self and the way that you feel about things. Because if you try to take these lyrics on personally, I think that they might, I don't know, that's kind of what I did all week. I sort of, I listen to this song every day. I listened to this one a lot. It was really good. It was one that I just kind of like kept liking more and more as I went along, even though I knew all the words, but then I started to really think about my own life and all of these type of things, you know, the ghosts that walk around, the haunting. And I don't know, it kind of, it added a couple of layers that of course Bob Dylan's going to do, but I think any song, if you give it enough time, will do, you know, doors will open. And so I think that this is a classic example of, um, you know, there's been episodes where doors have opened for you that were closed to me. And I think this is one where the opposite's true. You know, I feel like I've opened a bunch of doors in a song that I was not really excited about. And for you, it never, it didn't really open any of those doors. It didn't really push its way through in the way that like Cold Irons Bound did or Outlaw Blues did. I mean, this is a, this is a waltz. I mean, it's weird. It's a weird fucking song. <laughs> you know, but I think, but I think it's evocative. And also we, I know the one thing that we both really liked was the internal rhymingness of everything. Yeah. And it is something that kind of grabs you right away, even right off the bat. I kind of forgot about this one, but you're a soldier of mercy. You're cold and you curse he who cannot be trusted must fall. I mean, that's great. Uh, I think there were a couple others. Um, uh, stripped of all virtue as you crawl through the dirt that you can give, but you cannot receive. Yeah. And there's will, one later that, I noticed, but I'm sorry, I have to flip through 20,000 pages of this little book I made because there are so many fucking words in this song. Sorry. The bridge that you travel on goes to the Babylon, girl. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Well, and then I think the the best line in the whole thing is, I've seen all these decoys through a set of deep turquoise eyes and I feel so depressed. I love that. It's really nice. Oh, see, even, even at its worst, there's those Bob Dylan moments where you're just like, oh, Bob, that's good. It's good to know you're there. And on some level, it's a very unique song, and I can't imagine anybody else really doing this. I mean, this is not a covered song. Bob Dylan's never played it live. That's so crazy. It's a very uniquely specific Bob Dylan song. Very weird. I mean, this is maybe one of the first. I mean, he never played uh, I Want to Be Your Lover, but it felt like something. It felt like something that you've heard. This feels weird. Yeah. This feels weird. And there's a lot more weird songs like this, but I don't think – I think this kind of stands out even on the record. It's not as mysterious as like Senor or The Changing of the Guards. But I think it's like grounded in, in reality enough where it's like you're not questioning every line like who is and what is going on. I think you kind of – I think it's pretty obvious. Not obvious because there's no real story, but you do kind of understand the references. So this this lends me to the the bard thing because like you could put this in Game of Thrones. This is a weird ass song, right? You like, could. You fight for the throne and you travel alone. I like that. But the way he, he does it, like the way he sings it, it sounds very bard. Like you throne. fight for the throne and, and you travel alone. alone. Like you know what I mean? Like you could totally do that. 
You just and imagine Joffrey like singing over. No, not Joffrey. I like to think Joffrey in his death, like his purple face. Like he's now a dead bard, brought like back. Bran, man. Not Bran, Bron. The the surly like dude that follows. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. He would totally do this. He starts he, drinking songs in bars and stuff. Oh totally, and this is kind of like body in a way where it's like mm-hmm. you could you could put a little sass on this, a little bronze sass. Yeah. So every time he says, "And there's no time to think," I was like, hmm, "Wonder what he's talking about." So for this one, oh Jesus, I put, "And there's no time to think before you take the throne?" Question mark. Is that well, what? I think some people be thinking about it was that. Was thrust upon him so quickly he hadn't a time to think. That's, that's a my good, that's a good voice. fancy royal person. That's super fancy. <laughs> super British. In the federal city, capital, federal, capital, city. So what is that? Okay, before I even fucking get to it. Well, no. In the federal city, you've been blown and shown pity. I was like, lol, phrasing. Okay. <laughs> In secret for pieces of change. Secret prostitute Bob Dylan is secret. And right there is your... <laughs> <laughs> so not prostitution. Turns out You are Bible. stretching. <laughs> The Empress attracts you, but oppression distracts you, and it makes you feel violent and strange. And I put, well, you know what homophobia really says about you, don't you? <laughs> because in my head, Bob stretching. Dylan in this verse is a gay prostitute who hates himself for being gay, but he doesn't have to hate himself. He doesn't even know yet. Maybe he doesn't know. That's why he's like, I'm into the Empress. Eh. Now I'm just a gay prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Moving on. What? Oh, my God. Okay, let's get whatever, whatever. Betrayed by a kiss on a, on cool, a cool night, night of bliss. bliss. Who hurt you, Bob? Judas. <laughs> <laughs> I think we fucking covered that. It's Judas. <laughs> In the Valley of the Missing Link, like Lucy, the Missing Link, that would be Ethiopia then. And you have no time to think oh. before you kiss tyrants in Ethiopia. Oh my! Because God. the first line or the thing he says, tyranny, hypocrisy. Yeah. The most stretch of stretch. I mean, we move from. Gay prostitute Bob into tyrant kissing Ethiopian <laughs> oh my God. Bob. So this is like tail up in blue. Where's the order? <laughs> what order? When was he a prostitute first, and then was he after the Empress and the tyrants? Who knows? We'll never know. We'll never know. Uh, her worst. Oh yeah, judges will haunt you. The country priestess will want you. Is that a normal, common thing? Country priestess. Anyway, her worst is better than best. Bestest priestess ever. I've seen all the decoys through the set of deep turquoise. Eyes and I feel so depressed. That's the thing. It's just nice to say. It's lovely to say. So I'm glad you did it twice. Yeah. China doll, alcohol, duality, morality. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> that one's the weirdest one. The China doll part. I'm not. What is? I'm that? not a thousand on that. If you know what more morale, what they're trying to do with uh, the China doll. Not to tell me what morality is. That would be kind of. You can't do that in a tweet. But if you want to tell me what the fuck is going on with the China doll, that would be cool. Uh, SOTW pod. Just yeah, it's, sorry, mortality. Not morality, mortality. Mortality. That's what he says. And also, I don't need to know what mortality is. I'm, <laughs> I am aware. I mean, but they're, they're, I think something just to kind of interject a little. I mean, all of these words are strong. I mean, they're all evocative. I mean, whenever you say anything, any one of these words, you kind of, they conjure something. Even China doll? Or is that why you're like, why China doll? China doll is the weirdest one. Just because it's not an ism or a sort of a feeling or a, a thing, you know, a part of. The world around i mean it's literally a china doll there right there's no other i mean there's no other object there's no anchor, it's the yeah. only object in there so and it doesn't really fit the rhyme scheme what is the importance of the china doll <laughs> is it his rosebud 
that's just another character for us to play in our Halloween party of Bob <laughs> oh Dylan. Oh my gosh, so someone goes as the Trent at all. That's okay. Right. Mercury rules you and destiny fool you, fools you like the plague with a dangerous wink. Winking plague is the worst kind of plague, and there's no time to think that was before one of my... you get mercury poisoned slash plague winks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was one of my favorite lines that's been totally ruined by you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's talk about why this is your favorite. Oh, no. I don't have any reason why. I just really enjoyed it. Again, just like the how they come off your tongue. It's beautiful. It just works. Yeah. So I I took Japanese for a couple of years in college because I really liked the language. Yeah. And my professor was asked me why I was taking the class because most people in the class were young kids that liked anime. And that's why... Mm. They took the class because they're like, we want to watch anime without subtitles. <laughs> I'm like, fine, that's I mean, whatever, whatever. It's a dream. Yeah, it's a dream. people people can do what they want. Yeah. Uh, but she asked me, and I was like, oh no, I, I don't watch anime, but uh, I just like the way Japanese sounds. And she's like, what? I don't really understand what you mean. I was like, I just like the way it sounds. It, Anglo-Saxon speaking is so guttural and just like blah blah blah, and and even Chinese is very staccatoed and it's like it's syllable sounds. But Japanese has this like flow to it, and I couldn't explain it. It's like. I need a word for aesthetic, but that means auditory. Like, you, oh. when you look at something, like, that looks great. I love the aesthetic of that. Yeah, yeah. But what is that word for sounds? Right. Do I, you feel the same love when you listen to a Japanese person speaking to another Japanese person without them knowing that you're creepily listening in through the window? <laughs> do you get the same thrill listening to them as you do Bob Dylan and his great internal rhymes? I've paid off the traitor and then answer. killed him much later. You we, paid him to cover this. We've covered this one. The traitor is Judas. It's Judas. I mean, it's not just Judas. Uh, but that is the illusion. Sort of classic Western canon ideas of like, you know, sort of a traitor in your midst, um, you know, sacrificing yourself for the greater good, all that kind of stuff. And so I think he's playing with that. It doesn't necessarily mean Judas, but we've all had Judases in our life. And we've all had people who have turned on us and turned us in. And we've also had people that we thought were Judases, but they don't believe us. And it's not true. Maybe you're the Judas. The magician is quicker and his game is much thicker than blood and blacker than ink. Where'd you get that black blood mod, bro? Blood. Black blood mod, bro. And there's no time to think before you get macked on by a magician because his game is thick, yo. There, he says, supposedly, in the next verse, anger and jealousies, all that he sells us. However, if you listen to it, there is no fucking way he says the word anger because it sounds like he says Marmite. I swear to God. Like, even with all the Dylan fun vocal stuff that he does, and I'm getting better at hearing what he says. <laughs> There is no way that he says the word anger. He says, Marmite and jealousy. Marmite and jealousy is all that he says is he's contented when you're under. And then, that, like, I didn't really have a lot of notes for, for this, the next couple of verses. Warlords of sorrow and queens of tomorrow will offer their heads for a prayer. The way he says prayer is like prayer. He does a Bob Dylan and I like that. Yes. And then, I love that. 
Fools making laws for the breaking of jaws and the sounds of the keys as they clink, but there's no time to think before you break someone's jaws with a set of keys. Doesn't that, that feel to good to say? I mean, when you say it, I'm just like, yes. Yeah, well, reading I it, love it as poetry, and you mentioned that before, it, f- it feels fine. I wish what I would have done if I was better at doing this podcast. Well, it's been a weird week. It's been a shitty week. Yeah. <laughs> and this, it really, really has for me been a terrible, terrible week. And I think that's part of the reason, like, You're not only that none I of it. didn't, <laughs> I had no time to think, Daniel. Yeah, fair enough. So if anything, it's apropos that I didn't give this its fair shake because that's the name of the damn song. True. It's true. You were just doing what Bob Dylan told you to do. Right. Don't think. No time to think. Uh, and then the bridge that you travel on goes to the Babylon girl with the rose in her hair. It's just Which really is nice. lovely. Yeah. Super lovely. Oh, yeah. Loyalty, unity, epitome, rigidity. It's like, <laughs> epitome is a reading word. Oh. Turn around for one real last glimpse of Camille. Who the fuck is Camille? I will. Anyway, I do want to ask. If anybody knows who Camille is, please let me know. I looked. Uh, there's a Camille, I don't know, first name, last name, who writes a Bob Dylan book. Maybe that got sort of outweighed on Google. But I don't know. I don't know Camille. I looked up Camille in the Bible. Don't. I didn't see anything right off the bat. Hmm. I'm not a scholar of the Bible. I'm curious. So if you know who Camille is or even what the illusion is, please let us know. Neat the moon shining bloody and pink, and there's no time to think before you abandon Camille. I love the bloody and pink line. I'm just going to kind of roll over your... Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I thought you were going to do. No, that's great. <laughs> I mean, it's a little late in the game, but I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, I love bloody and pink. That is a weird way to describe the moon. has a weird, fortuitous nature, like ominous. Something, something's going to happen. think of uh, like a comet going through the sky or something and it's like fortunes are changing things are happening you see a moon like that you're like something's happening time to abandon my girlfriend poor camille she had to go (laughs) (laughs) she had to go oh no stars don't fall from men red comet means one thing boy dragons bullets can harm you and death can disarm you that's one way to put it but no you will not be deceived no it would be dead. Death can disarm you. I love that. You can give, but you cannot receive. See above. Re-dead. Let me try again. Yes. Stripped of all virtue as you crawl through the dirt, you can give, but you cannot no, receive. receive. And so Jesus said, if you give, you shall receive. Yeah, and so you. Bob has given, and he has not received. And I think it's Michael Gray, I forget who, uh, basically says that this is just an allusion to his... Uh, accepting of Jesus into his life. And so that's coming right now. He's, he's sort of on the fence. It's like, Jesus is cool. Lovers obey you, but they cannot sway you. They're not even sure you exist. Imaginary Bob Dylan, yet another side of Bob Dylan. I mean, if we believe there's a real people, this guy's going through a fucking torrent of shit. That's true. <laughs> so I think the torrent of shit is what's going on in your Mercury, play. Uh, I mean, this is terrible. Yeah. This is all around is like Murder. people's worst days. And this is Bob Dylan's, like, worst eight minutes ever. 
Yes. It's like, God damn it, the Empress is here again. Fuck. <laughs> and then, finally, we get back to the end of the song, which I don't really have a whole lot to say. <laughs> so there we go. You didn't have a lot to say this whole time, so. <laughs> no time to choose when the truth must die. No time to lose or say goodbye. No time to prepare for the victim that's there. No time to suffer or blink. And no time to think. Love it. Because you're dead. I love the changing of everything at the very end. He only does that with a couple of other songs. Um, so I like that. I enjoy where just sort of the tempo just changes. The entire cadence of the song just, oh, yeah, kind, the of, rhyme, everything. just kind of cements itself to an end. I've always I've always dug that. That's that's a very cool thing. Very Bob Dylan thing to do. Uh, yeah. So that's the song. Yeah. I think you covered it. I think you nailed it. Well, except for that part where I read it out of order. Doesn't matter. Do you know I put this all together in order the first try? I did a good job. Well, and by first try, I mean third try. But that's just because <laughs> I had to make it a smaller and cuter book. It's true. It is a cute book. I know. And you can see a picture of it on our website. <laughs> All right, so let's end with themes. So thematically, what do you – we've talked about what's going on. What do you think is happening? Is Bible a theme? I can't, it can be, sure. So Christianity is definitely a theme. But I mean, I, mean, I we, didn't read that because I like I don't, don't know. know anything about it. So I yeah. would never – the Bible would never be my first. Like, oh, that's what this sounds like because I don't even know. I don't have a frame it's, of reference. It's hard for me to even think about going back in time and imagining myself listening to this for the first time. Um, because it's I, I it's not like I didn't maybe know that Bob Dylan did, but his Christian period was always the very final last thing that I did, because I remember getting uh, the record that comes after this slow train coming. It just it hits you over the top. Yeah, and I was not the person that was very receptive to that. I'm not. I'm not a religious person, just straight up. But but I am interested in religion and the way people use it. And even Bob Dylan's interesting in the way that he uses it because he's always been. Religious. I mean, some people think that he just kind of woke up, but there's so many religious and, and Christian, especially in all of his songs, everything all going all the way back to the 60s. Some people see like the apocalyptic undertones. I mean, everything's really dark. Like you, the way that he talks about like murdering your vanity, burying your sanity and all these crazy things that are, I just see it as very personal. It's reductive. It's too simple to say that it's just about. Yeah. The Bible. I always saw it as very personal. I saw it as uh, n- not necessarily a divorce thing. Cause you don't know that right off the bat, but this was always the way that I see most songs is like, this is a songwriter song. I don't, I just don't believe in the idea Okay, let me just caveat one caveat. I think it's really important that we do our best with this podcast and in life to divorce yourself as much as you can from the author, right? So the author is incredibly important to the thing that you are looking at, you are reading, you are listening to. So it's one thing like we're doing right now. We are just – we're not necessarily talking about Bob. We're kind of talking about a lot of things around it. But I don't believe – like some people do, that somebody can create something in the world and divorce themselves fully from it. Um, they are held accountable. And, and no matter what, their light reflects into the song no matter what. Bob Dylan, to me, has always been a personal writer, somebody writing about his own experience and doing it poetically because he's a, he's a great writer. 
I think we give it this depth because of the rest of the album's subject matter. Like, Senor is the most obvious and as mysterious as Changing of the Guards, but I think it has more to do with Where Are You Tonight than either of those. That song is as perplexing as the rest, sure, but even the verbosity of words, it feels, like, grounded. Uh, and speaking of Street Legal as a record um, and the songs around them, I think that the other five, you know, it's a record of nine songs, and I think the other five around it feel weird. They feel very different, uh, sort of like Planet Waves in that, like, these masterworks, like Dirge uh, and Going, Going, Gone are, like, propped up by the rest of them. But they almost don't make sense without Baby Stop Crying and, like, We Better Talk This Over that are kind of, like, much more domestic songs, you know, talking about, I mean, in this case, if we're going to go with the Sarah route, I mean, something very specific. And then when he trips off into these, like, weird dimensions, you know, throughout the record, we kind of, like, he hits his feet on the ground, and then he just kind of pops back out in the air for Senor, and then he kind of comes back down. Um, So I think they all hint towards, you know, personal revelation and not solely uh, as a telegraph of like the next few albums that are coming i think it's more i'm sad and i'm confused and i'm looking for something solid to rest my feet on i'm looking for some kind of a solid rock All right, so I think that's it for No Time to Think, our first song off of 1978 Street Legal. But I'm going to leave us with a quote from Michael Gray of the Bob Dylan Encyclopedia. Quote, it is therefore only the tone, one of uncompromising certainty, that should surprise us on coming to the Slow Train Coming album. After all the struggle between his twin selves so brilliantly documented by Street Legal, the initial shock should properly be at the leap having succeeded, and that the tone of the voice is switching from, oh, but, of street legal, to the severe certainty of, you either got faith or you got unbelief, and there's no neutral ground on Precious Angel. So that's Bob Dylan next record. You either got faith or you got unbelief. Now this spiritual warfare, flesh and blood breaking down. You either got faith or you got unbelief, and there ain't no it's gonna get weird girl you and i will die unbelievers bound to the tracks of the train all right so (laughs) we i invested a lot of time with this not the most investment on your part it just wasn't something that stuck what did stick this week yeah, I had a really bad week, so it was hard for me to listen to this song, which I wasn't super into, so that's yeah. why I didn't. So, at my lowest point during this week, I just needed something to get me through, and I remembered that Vampire Weekend is a band, and I fucking love the shit out of all three of their albums.
watching. I mean, what about the British sewing show? Oh yeah, I've been watching Great British Sewing Bee. Who's winning? Who do you root for? Well, we just finished season three. And who were you going for? I was going for for Lorna, but Matt won, who was Stacia's horse. So nice, good job, Matt. Lorna out there. And uh, a podcast, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. I started listening to My Dad Wrote a Porno Because of You, finally finished that, all yep. caught up. They just Season came out three with their starts best episode. Yeah. And um, Put Your Hands Together is still fantastic, which is a comedy podcast hosted by Cameron Rhea. Never. Cameron Esposito and her wife, Rhea Butcher. Funny You're lesbians. Go figure. I Fantastic. No, that's great. That's a lot of uh, recommendations. You're pretty, always like one thing. But shout out to Happy Endings, ABC. Still getting those residual checks from from this podcast. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and just uh, do the obvious ones. Uh, So it's all music this week. It's obviously Kendrick Lamar. It's obviously Dan. I'm so fucking sick and tired of the Photoshop. Show me something natural like Afro Show me something natural like ass with some stretch marks. Still a take you down right on your mama couch and polo side. Hey, this shit way too crazy. Hey, you do not amaze me. Hey, I blew cool from AC. Hey, Obama just paced me. Hey, I don't fabricate it. Hey, most of y'all be faking. Hey, I stay modest about it. Hey, she elaborated. Hey, this that great poop on that AV on that TED talk. Hey, watch my soul speak. You let the meds talk. Hey, if I kill a nigga, it won't be the alcohol. If you've ever had a friend die, or multiple friends die, I I listened to a band this week called Sorority Noise. Um, they have an album called You're Not As Blank As You Think, and it's silently devastating. I mean, very different than Damn, so if like Damn's your thing... I'm not saying sorority noise wouldn't be, but they have no connection to one another. But as somebody who's lost friends to like heroin and, and just suicide, things like that, it's a record that really, maybe if you don't want to think about them, I don't know. I always recommend really dark things. Yeah, you do. But it, it was, I think that these things are, they bring something out in you. So if you want to, if you want to think about them on a certain day, I think this is a great record to do it because it's very hopeful and optimistic, but also just real. It's very raw. Considering I'm still standing. Say I've done pretty well for myself And I've seen both sides of the field And I've lost more blood than one should yield But I'm still here And my old wounds have healed I've got friends who've died But everything's going to be alright They'll be with me by my side every night and they're with me every time that I bite off more than I can chew. So tell me, where are you? And uh, finally, I did not, I didn't even know that these existed until today. But Boyce's Fire have been silently leaking out these 20th anniversary shows where they play all of After the Eulogy, all of Tomorrow Come Today, and all of Misery Index. So if you love fucking Boyce's Fire which the crossover and these three have nothing to do with one another, and Bob Dylan on top of it, I'm appealing to someone out there. 
<laughs> one of these things it you will all love. In all the and marks. I'll clean up all the gays. There you go. So we, <laughs> this podcast is fire. And if you're here, uh, you're lucky to be a part of our family. So, uh, Boy Sets Fire, Sorority Noise, and Kendrick Lamar. You cannot go wrong. Fox News wanna use my name for percentage My latest news is my niece, she worth living See me on the TV and scream, that's Uncle Kendrick Yeah, that's the business Alright, so we are now ready to finally do this So I am deleting it as we speak So I'm deleting the row So that's 144, gone It's gone Are you sure? 100% sure Alright okay, So now how many songs do we actually have? You 656 so what do you think the number is going to be? I'm still bitter about picking so close last time know, and I then know. it being a lie. Twice. Twice. Well, guess okay. now. I'm going to say out of 656, I think the number is going to be, I haven't said 200. How about 243? All right. You ready? Yes. 417. There's no world you're ever going to get it right. I know. The but- chances are astronomical if you do i will drop my mic so you'll know well that's just gonna cost us doesn't matter doesn't matter it's gonna be a good sound bit okay what was that 417 417 417 i'm so nervous well it's not blind willing to tell days of 49 is it like the year 49 the year 49 so 1849 Oh, naturally. So 1849. <laughs> well, what was going on in 1949? I don't know. People were stoked that the war, the war was over. <laughs> True. Let's write a song about how stoked we are. <laughs> Fucking jazz is getting into its own things. Like we're moving away from the I don't know. I feel and... like there's a there's a professional football team called the 49ers. Oh. Hey, gold rush shit, right? Gold rush shit, yo. Oh, 1849, though. Yeah, so Days of 49. So that's what this is about. That's what this is about. Oh. So this is a song about the San Francisco 49. This is a song about Colin Kaepernick. I mean, he would write a good folk song about that. Colin Kaepernick. Oh, yeah, I think so. I mean, like, the uh, whole situation, like him kneeling at the, or sitting for the, the national anthem, right? Like, yeah, that could kneeling. be a folksy thing about Dylan Wright, Absolutely. Uh, all right, so that's the end of this crazy episode where we learned a lot about Jesus and a good amount about Bob Dylan. Most and we're in a bunker. I wonder if it's still sunny out. Can't see over the wall. So, and we're in a bunker. So I guess why did I even look? Kelly, where can we find you on the internet? Um, you shouldn't. Anything sound on the window related is SOTW pod. So that's Twitter. That's Facebook. That's Tumblr. Um, mostly Twitter. I, everything, everything kind of funnels through Twitter. So if you follow us on Twitter, you are going to get everything from Tumblr, basically everything from SoundCloud. Every episode is released. We pin the newest one at the very top. Feel free to do that. Um, I used to be at Into the Roots, but I have plans for that now. So now I'm at D. Schmidt Daniel. That's right. Daniel. And you just plop Schmidt, right? It's not really good. I can't really describe that without it being D. gross. D. Schmidt Daniel. Yes. Oh, man. It's amazing. I actually think it's fucking awesome. D. Schmittaniel. D. Schmittaniel. <laughs> so just write the word Schmidt, put D at the beginning, and annual at the end. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it, it's the same. It, that's the content. So I just kind of moved around the name. So um, follow us there. 
Like the show, rate the show on iTunes. Subscribe on things. Subscribe on things. Stitcher. This is what people do at the end of a podcast, right? Do stuff. You know, you're sitting there. You're enjoying us. We're funny, right? Ooh, write a comment. Ooh, what if it's bad? Write Write a comment, good or bad. I don't care. There is a whole community of Bob Dylan out there. Podcasts are a strange animal where you can you can do so many different podcasts out in the world. You know, we're huge fans of Pod Dylan, the one podcast about Bob Dylan that we know of. I've listened to every episode. I think it's fantastic. And it's very different from what we do. But I think that there's room for everyone in this crazy bowl of Bob Dylan. And we want to create a community where we can hang out and talk about Bob Dylan and other things. So if you if you are into that, we want you to be a part of things. So feel free to just hit us up. Say hello. Say hi. Say what you like or don't like. Uh, doesn't hurt our feelings. We are pretty, pretty ironclad. We're doing this because we want to hang out and we want to have fun. And it's something cool to break up the week. It's cool to sit down with a piece of art and examine it a little bit. So, and feel free to like and, and follow along with us and just let us know when you heard this this great first plea and say, hey, I'm on board, guys. Getting on the train. The slow train coming. There's a long distance train rolling through the rain. Tears on the letter I write. There's a woman I long to touch. I'm missing her so much, but she's drifting like a satellite. That's where I'll eat tonight. From a much better song from Street Legal. Good night. Good time.